Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to Season 4 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. You people are out of your minds. You can keep the money. And Linda! She's one of us. She's not used to give. Okay, this is where I put together that I love Armenian men named Robert. Oh, Kardashian. Yes. This man, it couldn't hurt long haul to like be with an Armenian Bobbert. And also, Bobby, Bob, rather, he like, he's a stud. He seems yeah. to have his wits about him. He knows when to pull out. Like, he's like fucking. He's go- like, later, well, you guys. That, but yeah. Yeah, he like fucking peeled out. He's like, this isn't worth my hide, dude. And he got it right away because when we, mm. you know, because this movie jumps around so much, but before when she tried to get him to come help her, he's like, no way. Yeah. Actually, if anything, based on what I've seen, like what Charlie did to him, he was very mild. Like, she had a lot of nerve even showing up. After stealing 35K from him, like, relatively, and being threatened by Charles Manson. That's a hard block. I'm moving my trailer. Like, why don't people move their trailers more? I don't know. That's a question Isn't that the point? Yes, right? I mean, I know there's, like, I don't want to get anyone twisted that I think vacation RVs or anything like living in an actual trailer. But, like, if you were afraid for your life fucking move that shit um okay so no he's living that topanga lifestyle he's that's not moving thing that is so okay so when so she drove to topanga from right. Chatsworth. so that's the <laughs> that's the other thing too is that there's a lot of different types of trailer in california and one of the ones that you feel the least badly for by far because matthew mcconaughey lives one is like the malibu topanga area airstream and maybe that wasn't the case back then but like this is definitely i mean granted many 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 people like in the malibu fire for instance were like they were average people like average earning or they've been there for a long time forever which is how they managed to but this isn't a trailer like in a landlocked state. This is like in Topanga Canyon, one of the most beautiful places like yeah. in this state. It's really like so groovy there. So fun. Um, really hard to order takeout. So if you ever get an Airbnb, just know that you need to stay sober and go pick up your own dinner. You need to bring groceries with you. Exactly. Because like you might not even have cell service. Oh, I have like a, a cheeseburger that I only make in Airbnbs. It's like my cheeseburger that... I'm going to cook this and I only do it on vacation once. And like, it's basically like a bacon cheeseburger with blue cheese on an English muff. 
That sounds really good. I love good. an English muffin. I don't even like hamburgers, but I would eat that. Yeah, it's really good. I'm not going to order a hamburger room service. I'm not that person. No, people you have a special about, hamburger that you make yourself. People always talk about room service hamburgers. They're like, oh, those are the best hamburgers in the world. And it's like, dog, like, have you had real hamburgers? Like, Yeah, that's gross. I think it's just people get off an airplane and they're like, oh, this is this mm-hmm. shit. But room service hamburgers are not everything. I would, Shout out in the comments if you like this. Yeah, I would say room service. It's all about a salad and french fries. Mm, that's that's why I'm saying. Jam. I agree. I love a nice like greens salad or juice, especially after I get off a plane. Mm. I love to get my ass to Whole Foods and get like some. I love yeah, an avocado on vacation. Oh, I get an avocado. I bring avocados everywhere with me on vacation. I'll throw some in my backpack for the plane. It's just such good protein for like whatever, like fatty, good, healthy shit. Yeah. It's bomb. You get those omega-3s. I love an omega-3. I actually feel smarter as I'm eating them. I'm me very too. placebo effect. Okay. Me too. So um, basically, Charlie and this guy, I'm sorry, what's Bob? his name? Lupa Lenzo or something. What's his name? Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, which one? Are you talking about? Uh... It's the it's the bad guy that uh, he's talking to. It's called. Um, come on now. Oh, lots of popsa. Oh right. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, lots of popsa is this guy that Charlie's meeting with. They're basically in a squad. I'm gonna skip this whole fucking five paragraphs I wrote about Taylor Swift and Ann Coulter, um, but. <laughs> Basically, these this is like, hey, like we're doing crime, like meeting underneath a hotel motel sign yeah, in pink yeah. lighting. Like, yeah. why why would any group of men ever meet there if not to do prepare crime. murder, right? So I'm gonna skip the again this whole Taylor Swift rant. If you want, you can all add that at the one dollar level on Patreon. Um, they're all dancing around the fire after this like thing. Basically, there's a murder. Charlie like fucking kills. Lots of popsa. Um, they collect a lot more guns around this time. They start to learn how to shoot. He teaches them how to stab confidently and with precision. So they like actually have like a guy in a, uh, I guess he has pillows or something tied yeah, to him. Yeah, for stabbing lessons. Yeah. And like Susan really leans in. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's all about it. Were you named that- after Susan? <laughs> I hope not. No, I was born after. Would you have so- a more empowered like life do you feel if, if you i was after, like that do you want to know who i'm named after yeah um which i also think is crazy uh by dion there's a song called run around sue oh yeah um that's who i'm named after because my dad loved that song but oh, no so one cute. calls me sue i'm no. susan i'm just you're a, such a susan yeah or a bob i actually do see bob for you because you're yeah. not like susan can be very dressed up and like you're normal yeah. I was named after Unsinkable Molly Brown. Who, like, oh, I love that. Yeah. Molly that is just such a good name. It's a dog's name. Like, a lot of people have. There's a lot of dogs named Molly. There's a lot of dogs named Gretchen. But Molly is a really special name. Cause Thank you. People who are named Molly are usually cool. It's fucking wholesome. I will admit that. I didn't know any <laughs> Mollies except for dogs until I was, like, in L.A., and then there yeah. was like five other Mollies that were all blogging on Tumblr. And like oh, we yeah. became a collective, like whether we liked it or not. And the New York Post wrote about all the Mollies. Like, and it was a whole thing about being a Molly. 
And it was so weird because I never liked my name. I never knew anyone named Molly. I always was like that girl who had a weird Oh God, I love the name Molly. Name. But now you've like Well now like now, now, you're I'm like, in now it. you get the awesomeness of it. But I um I will tell you it's not dissimilar, I think, from I loved the name Emma so much and then Rachel and Ross named their they, baby Emma. And to call Charlotte York's meltdown about her friend stealing her baby name. I mean, I was like, it's fucking Shayla. game over for me. Like, I can never name my child Emma ever because every child. Every child's named Emma and Ella and mm-hmm. Stella. Bella, and Olivia. Bella, like, it's Sophia. all beautiful names, by the way. But yeah. I just, I'm going to have to go dig real deep. Like, I mean, I'm never having a kid. You're not going to name it about, Shayla. But. Charlotte's name was Shayla. And I don't know why I remember that. But that's the one where she Well, because down. it's unfortunate. Like, for, like... Charlotte York would never name her child Shayla. No, she that's, wouldn't. She that's would name why, it Elizabeth. Yeah, that's why it was like shocking and off character. It's because none of the women on Sex and the City would have named their daughter Shayla. If You're one so were right. to, maybe Carrie. But it would be like an episode where it was like, I wasn't supposed to get an epidural, but I got an epidural and they asked me the baby's name and I said Shayla. And like they have to like come to terms in that episode with naming the baby Shayla. Like that <laughs> is the episode. Let a, like no way yeah. would ever like that's too. Um, it's like confusing wasp with like. And it's just it's not even really a real name. Yeah, it's like what like um like a, made a lot of moms would be like C H A E L I, you know like yeah L-E, like L E I G H like that would be whatever. Um, but anyway, okay, let's we're gonna come back from that. There's a commercial break. Um, where after Charlie makes them all practice stabbing, um, and then he's like breaking down a flyer for the black panthers to the girls that are like join the black panthers and he's like this is our enemy this is who we have to this is where it all starts helter skelter baby so um yeah let's do 57 23 to 57 51 who cares how much blood was there what was it like was there like a big pool of red yeah there was (laughs) if the panthers are coming why don't we just take the kids and go to the desert are you questioning Charlie? So wait, they're horned up on the death of lots of Popsa. I should just let you know. So they're asking Tex about his death. Yeah, okay. is there a lot of blood? Yeah, they're horned. I don't think she was. I'm not talking to you. I'm just thinking about Tanya. I've got a kid too, remember? Mm-hmm. Don't see me while I'm Do leave. you? So we come back up on a lesson from Charlie. He's teaching um, the girls about this like Black Panther thing, and he has his own demented interpretation of the whole message. He explains that when Helter Skelter comes, all these people are going to die. So he instructs one girl to stand up, and he demonstrates on her what it's going to look like to have to kill, basically. It's very scary. And we also see like the POV of a little home camera. I don't know if this like existed as like a type of footage because there is actual video of this I didn't look into that but I thought it was like a unique choice for the first time to show people home videoing stuff in this in this scene so um he says up close and personal no muss no fuss um basically the girl that he's doing this to is really terrified 
a lot some of the girls in the room kind of are but then we've got our susans like our susan sort of driven women the enforcers who are like it is what it is baby you got a murder and it just feels good so we see linda get into bed with tanya they have gary the guy that brian brought to dinner um they have him at the house now and they are interrogating him like basically saying like he they're asking him for money from the will and he's saying I don't have anything I spent the last ten thousand dollars on a car and stuff I needed so he's trying to talk Charlie off of a ledge and like he says to him we have a war to fight and then he says no if they're gonna come after us they're come gonna come after you too and so he cuts off Gary's fucking ear Okay, like rough. And then Charlie leaves them with the task to kill him. So this is very important. Charlie never, he might have drawn blood, but he never actually did the murder. Maybe Lotsa Popsa was the one that happened. But I'll tell you, in everything I've ever read about this, Lotsa Popsa did not get any action on the page. I don't remember. Um, so Bobby stabs the guy, and then Linda, or sorry, Susan comes in and smothers him. It didn't look like a very convincing smother, by the way. Like, Yeah, no, it didn't, but... Yeah, she, it looks like how I would play with wags. So um, she <laughs> writes um, political party on a piece of, like, on a glass uh, frame, and then she draws a little, like, panther paw. Uh, yeah. Very literal. Print. Yeah. Like, probably not with the... Black Panthers were due. So Brian's paranoid that this, or Bobby, sorry, is paranoid that this plan is not going to work out at all. The blood was just scribbling on the wall. That's not enough, like, to completely shift the blame over to the Black Panthers. Charlie says, ditch the car, go up north, and when the cops come and find, like, the dead body in a couple days, they'll think it's the Panthers and he can come back. So that's interesting, too, was that... He thought it would be a couple days before he found a body, which I'm sure was not at all uncommon back then. Oh, right. You know, and like I also think about even me, like how long I could possibly be dead in this house before like my friends realize like, oh, she's not just being antisocial. I think that's the plight of every single woman everywhere and single guys too. I was going to say, I hope it's not like just us. Um, I I would say people who live by themselves. Mm. Like, Christina actually is, like, very good at checking to see if you're alive. Yeah, but I also think, like, you know what I mean? Like, I also, if I didn't hear from her for 24 hours, wouldn't show up to her fucking house. Like, I'd be, you know, know. I'd call her. I know, this concerns me. Maybe I'd call her work after, like, you know, 48 hours and not hearing her or hearing from her. Or maybe, like, DM one of her coworkers. But, yeah. So... You need um, to get that emergency contact out with your friends. My mom once called me to, and said, just checking to see um, that you're not dead in a gutter somewhere. Oh, yeah. I was like, ugh. Well, your mom thinks like me, like extremist thinking. Like, I really... <laughs> if I don't hear from you, you must be dead. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, if I get a call in the middle of the night, I, I'm sure someone must be dead. Right. If I reach out to someone and I don't hear within, like, I'm not usually the are you mad at me person. Like, 36 to 48 hours later, I think, are you mad at me? But, like, within the first within the first 48, yeah. uh, I'm very concerned that someone's dead when I reach out, for sure. I know that's not normal, but I yeah, disaster preparedness? Who's to say what's normal? Is your normal? mom a Capricorn? She is a cancer. Oh, no, totally opposite. 
That's like my mom. Okay, and Christina. Okay, so the girls are talking about the killings back at the house. They're really thrilled about all of this. Um, we find out from text that some important information um, – Basically, Bobby, he's been arrested. We're going to wrap this clip up. Bobby gets arrested, like, right away. Yeah, we're going to play that. And then we're also going to play the clip after that is Linda returning home and seeing her mom for the first time. So it's a little, like, thruple of scenes here where we get a lot done. 102.14 to 105.29. Illegal to sleep in your car now? It was Gary's car. It was what? And, and, And the knife he used, I think it was in there. That'll ruin us. You still have to help him. He goes down, we all do. Linda, are you gonna join yes. the conversation? Well, we have to tell Charlie. Charlie's not here right now. What do you mean he's not here? Charlie drove to the Bay Area last night. What if the cops come? If Bobby ratted this out, well, what about the kids? He wouldn't do that. How do you know I'll that? take care of it, all right? We wait till Charlie gets here. Okay, Linda's coming home, baby. House looks nice. Lovely street. Suburban New Hampshire. Middle class. Hate, I hate New Hampshire, though. It's a shit state, no offense. Mom? You must be hungry. How about if I make you some mac and cheese, huh? You love mac and cheese? Sweetheart, why don't you sit down right there? You know what? I think I've got a Fanta in the garage. You want one? Where's the phone? Honey, you know where the phone is. It's in the kitchen. Leslie, it's me. It's Linda. The police raided us. You should have seen it. They were just crawling all over the place. Well, what about the kids? Is Tanya okay? But get this. The cops had no idea. They arrested us on grand theft auto charges, but they had to let us go for insufficient evidence. Where is Tanya? Well, you left, remember? The Malibu police took her. Hello? Linda? Who's Tanya? There it is. Who's Tanya? The other shoe has dropped. your granddaughter. I will say something that I want to, like, give credit to Lifetime to, because they could have cut corners and not made it this way. Like, it is very clear that Linda is from a, a nice home. Like, her mom is sitting there midday for nothing, with a chignon and like a matching like whole outfit she looks gorgeous ready to make mac and cheese same as she did when she left which is not typically in lifetime movies or in a lot of movies how they really portray like middle class people in divorce like they don't normally put like pair that with like an abusive stepdad and you know like usually it goes very upper class and it's like a 
fucking little orphan Annie situation where she's being like, a, you know what I mean? Or it's like you're left alone, neglected in a trailer and like now your stepdad comes along and he's an abuser. Like this is a very Girl Scout cookies could happen to anyone sort of feeling that they really went for with this. And that's not uh, I, I'm going to say I noticed that. I definitely did, too. In fact, I noticed stuff that sent me. I didn't, you know, I didn't deep dive with the Google. I just did a little bit. Yeah. Um, But they were interviewing the creator. It was like a Bustle article about where they got all their information. Bustle actually does get, like, the hot tips on Lifetime. Like, I don't know what that Bustle, like, how do I get covered on Bustle? They get all like the tea on Lifetime movies. Yeah, and they and and they said like they they did have to condense certain things or certain characters, but they took things, you know, from books, from testimony, from stuff. And one of the things that Linda's mom said like later on about how Linda got involved in this was basically Linda was like the oldest yeah. child and um her dad left. You've already said that. And then when mom got remarried to the stepdad, there was stepkids and maybe they had some kids together. And mom said she just didn't have time to devote any attention to Linda. And yeah. that's, that's how it happened. So you think by the time she comes back. Right. So she oh, did yeah, get I, That's stability. right. I read that. Her mom was like, I, she had like emotional issues, but like, frankly, like I just didn't have... That was my mistake. She didn't, I didn't have, have the bandwidth yeah. because she had all these other kids. And and that's another great lifetime sort of trope. thing, which is, well, no, not even that, but just like it's a thing in that like they can't afford extras. Like they can't like fill the house with like atmosphere because. Right. So this actually so, seems very still. You know what I mean? You're right. Like, where are those other kids making noise? And it looks like she goes in there and dusts her bedroom like a fucking shrine every day like a parent that's lost a child that hasn't touched the room like that's how I felt when I walked in like when I walked into the scene when I was <laughs> watching the scene because it seems like nothing changed but there must have been so much change in that house that it was you know yeah her mom didn't even know she had fucking Tanya no that's like Tanya's two three so anyway um this all made me very fucking nauseous I will tell you that um Going back, um, so we cut back to before the murders happen. People are snorting up a, a drug now. So this is like, this is when the snorting comes into play. And that seems to also like change the vibe, although they never really address it. Like they stop going from taking acid tablets to snorting up something. Um, Leslie freaks out, or Susan freaks out and tells everyone to shut up because like she's. All the girls are together. They're talking about Charlie. Everyone's on edge. It's very clear that they are on speed or coke or something. Like, the only way I could really describe it is, like, if you imagine a bunch of girlfriends together on Adderall, and then one's like, shut the fuck up, and, like, just, like, snaps, and is like, this is the plan. Like, that's very much what she does, if anyone's ever abused Adderall with college friends. So um, what I said at this point was that her brain's rotted from drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Truly rotted. It's hard to go back from that. And Charlie's agitated and agitating them. Mm-hmm. Well, she's agitated, obviously. Well, Charlie's been gone. So, like, once Brian got arrested, Charlie fucked off up mm-hmm. north. That's right. So he's gone, but he was really agitated before he left. Yeah. 
And then and I don't know. Maybe she thought there was more security with him there. I mean, they just lose their damn minds. Well, it's also like, yeah, they're doing speed. So it's an upper. So they're just like, it's more hours of the day that they're very aware that something is wrong. Whereas opposed to like, if you're doing like fucking LSD all day, like, what do you care if there's like, you know, running right. water? So, um, she says that she left. Um, she says that they, sh- Leslie says they should kill another person. Or, I'm sorry, Susan says that they should kill another person. She left prints on the wall so the cops would think it was the Panthers. They should just go do that again. Um, Bobby's arrested, so they'll see that he's arrested because he got arrested with the car. We went through that right. in the clip. Um, he's arrested. If they like create another scene that's similar to the first one, then he'll be found not guilty, which TBH. Back then, not a bad plan. Like the fact that it she's wasn't like, a bad plan. It's a good plan. No, she's like, let me stick my fingerprints everywhere. She's like, because <laughs> his, like, they have his. They don't yeah. have mine. It's yeah. like a, it's probably what I would have thought as a child. So, um, she says we got to kill someone else. We go forward. So anyway, Linda says in a VO, we were lost, terrified. With Charlie gone, it got even worse. So Linda goes and picks up Tanya in the room. Um, and she's like, oh, she can sleep on me in the car. She's going to like take her for, I think, out somewhere. I don't know where she was going with her. This is where the flashback started to make no sense to me. Like, yeah. So like she She goes like, is this a flashback where she's like picking her up from after she's been confiscated? No, I think she's saying like, this is like a murder run that they're going on and she wants to take Tanya Oh. And says she can sleep on me in the car. And then Leslie's like, um, mm, no. Leslie comes in and asks why they're leaving. She says she she could take her son and come with her. And Leslie says, no, he belongs here. And then she tells Linda that the women they robbed reminded her of her mother. So basically we find out that Susan's motivation this whole time is that her mom di- her mom died. Yeah. She was emotionally cut off. She has this kid. She met Charlie. This all was working for her. I think this was just like one of those wishy-washy moments that was unclear in time. I, I think I just got lost for a second when you were talking, but yes. It was like a it was a weird scene where we were trying to understand why Susan didn't have the same drive as Linda to save right. her kid. Um, so, yeah, Susan held her Do mom you know while she died. Susan is Josh Brolin's daughter. Who is? Susan. Susan. Yeah, so uh, you said this, and it was kind of poignant. Every single fucking person in this movie is famous. So Eden Brolin. Yeah, every single person is the child of a famous person. Christian Madsen. Virginia yeah. Madsen's son, I assume. It's, it's uh, actually Michael Madsen's son, so Virginia Madsen's. Ooh nephew who's morgan krantz who played my favorite character bob kasabian he looks like he's definitely someone he was on girls who's he on girls yeah he's cute yeah he is cute i love bob my favorite character wait who was he was he a writer on girls oh my god i don't know oh he was yeah i think he was a writer on girls girls is also full of famous people's kids bob has fucking done the sprint and i'm proud of him you could never fuck up by marrying an armenian named robert okay so moving forward um leslie says to her i got a lot of love for you more than the other girls how'd the world get so crazy 
This is the way of sealing off this unofficial, like, sort of exposition scene about why Susan's life is so sad. They hug, and then a horn honks outside. Charlie's back, baby. Um, he says he's back now to keep it going. No one can really look at him first. And then Tex finally speaks up. He's having a moment. 10901 to 11021. Short scene. What's up? I asked you a question. <sighs> they arrested Bobby for him and. Don't rat us out. I should have known not to trust him. Don't freak. Don't freak! Oh no! <laughs> Don't freak! You freak, little girl! What if we kill someone else? We have the same prints, same everything. And I'll have to let Bobby go, right? Who came up with that? You? We all did. It was all of us. Maybe it's not a good idea. We no, it's not a good idea. Far out, man. So Susan has, like, redeemed in his eyes now. And, like, the girls were... Mm. The girls were all willing to, like... Mm. <laughs> Helter Skelter starts tonight. Does it? Um, the ups and downs. The ups and downs are a lot. Like, really talk to someone. You know, when you see this in yourself or a loved one, talk to someone. Um, so basically, like, what I think I just realized what was going on here was that Susan presented this plan to him and then he like they all thought that like he was gonna rail on her again and then so they all stepped up to the plate and then like once he realized he like like shown the attention back he like shined it back on her made her something about the attention again redeeming her fueling her to like then go I mean he's got them oh yeah like they were all like it's like that family thing when you know someone's like a violent person or you know that they're like easily dissatisfied, like the lesser, like the younger people start to stand up and be like, I was a part of it too. I was also a part of it. And like that, yeah. It's, I mean, it's he classic. gets them so hard that they stay, you know, way after they should, they stay on his side. He's got them. He's just got them. I feel like there's, I mean, I feel like this, on a much, 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 like, on a much, much, much lesser level, I feel like I've been in situations, like, with groups of friends or, like, whatever, where something very toxic like this, it's like a chess game is going down. Like, in younger years or in healthy situations, like, whatever it may be, I feel like I've been in group environments that were like this, and it became like very much like a toxic abusive family well i mean the way he's abusing them is by 
not having consistent reactions to things. Right. So they don't know what they're going to get. So that's, I mean, he's like mind controlling them. Yeah. And I think using, you know, I don't know exactly what the techniques are, but I think he is using kind of standard cult well, mind control techniques. this is also like techniques. just fucking regular ass dry drunk behavior. Like there are people that grew up with alcoholic parents that act like this to a much lesser degree. Right. Right. Well, you know, like it's psyche like. psyche is damaged. Yeah. So I do want to say that this is when I realized Leslie Manson, there is a real estate agent named that, which is out there with like Courtney and Kurt. Is that, that's the law firm in Atwater Village, Courtney and Kurt. That is dark. Like if your name is Leslie Manson, (laughs) change your name or make it work. Right. Like, but it's, it's a lot. So, um, it's nightfall now. Tex asked Linda if her license is still good. Thank God it is because now she's driving. Would that normally be a good thing? No, but this is one of the few instances in which... God, like with all the other law breaking that they do, I just can't even believe that they care. Well, no, I I know. But I'm just saying like if she hadn't had like the quote unquote valid license, like she she would have been in the house doing the murdering. Yeah. And then little Tanya would never get to... Um, win the Olympics. So Leslie <laughs> is definitely. Um, oh wait. So let's. Um, That's Tonya. Yeah, Tonya. <laughs> Another clip. Um, we have to play this. So it's one ten thirty nine to one eleven twenty six. This is where uh, Charlie's giving text the plan, the breakdown. There's a house in Beverly Hills. It's Terry Melcher's old place, the one on Cielo Drive. Oh, I know that place. I've been there. Who lives there now? Don't matter. Rich pigs. It's just gonna be you, Tex. Oh man. It's on. It's on. (laughs) You do what Tex says, you got it? And leave a sign. Something witchy. I don't know how they can fix this because it wasn't like they could do a lot of diversity casting in this. This was like notoriously white chicks, white chicks, right? Yeah. And like throwing in a bunch of like redheads and like there was no like dye, like no one was like really, you know, you were doing they're natural. The makeup and stuff is good in this movie. It's all very natural. But what you run into is you don't know who the hell is brunettes. Yeah. You know, like it's all very like honey they they did my tinted like moisturizer french girl fucking not even mascara on these people right unbelievable so i can't tell you who any of these people are which is like the worst part of this movie for me yeah it's hard i mean honestly i watched it i would say one and a half times because i kind of fell asleep last night when i was going through it again but also yeah it's like you need to give it a good watch because you have to pay attention because well i will say this for us, I think it matters more than for most people. Right. They're right? not going to care One as thing much, I was, obviously. But, I mean, you kind of want to know, like, who's who in the zoo when you're... <laughs> who's who in the zoo? Where'd you get that, bish? I don't know. Someone said it to me so many years ago, I can't even remember. Who's who in the zoo is a good expression. Take it. Use it. I feel like people don't say happy ass. Like, I, I feel like that's like a... 
word like a like march your happy ass back down to that or like oh i'll bring your happy ass people didn't say that like in my life growing up but when i hear it i'm like oh that evokes a very you like it a mom with marlboro reds screaming out like why don't we give that to them a who in a zoo is like yeah that's really good i'm gonna don't forget that this happened um, because I'm going to put that in something. Okay, so Susan is the one who became addicted to the concept of murder, basically. The other girls seem to have less of a taste for blood, more like they need to fit in. This is just the way that the wheels turn for them. Um, we go back to the Polaroids, basically, in my mind at this point. And this is where we see that Susan is the attention seeker. This is something you and I were like talking about a little bit off mic, but like, and a little bit on mic too, but she... That was her Polaroid. And you had to, like, pay attention to that. I realized back, like, everything he did. Like, when he did that whole, like, everything he did played so well into that if you kept that in mind. If you bookmarked that. If you didn't, this would mean nothing to you. Um, The girls in the back of the car are holding hands and they're singing their same that song their little their jam yeah and then linda's singing um but she's just kind of going through the motions just mouthing it they're all snorting something before they go in um and then they climb the basic chain link fence literally like what's at the dog park as they get over there a car starts to come down the driveway from what i remember this was basically like an aspiring photographer I, who was either I thought he was the caretaker, but he might have been visiting the caretaker oh, of the this property. Is at the Tate House, baby. Yeah, this yeah. is the Tate oh, House. Oh, there was a caretaker. Mm-hmm. There was like a separate for whom? Oh, I know what you mean. Like the Cato. Yes, yes. He was like yeah. the Cato where he lived in the back house. Yeah, and he might have been an aspiring. I think that's what he was. He was like an aspiring some sort of something. Of course, he, lived he in was. the back house. Right, right, right. And yeah, then he probably fixed the sprinkler system when and he needed to. It's so he is the Cato. Like that's so unfortunate, but like, and he begged for his life. Exactly, because also like, oof, God. Well, he they didn't in this because he drives down the driveway. He's like, hey man, what's up? Like, this is also a nod to sort of the party culture back then yeah because you if you saw like some cool hippies yeah you would like, think up? they were about to you know do what these guys are about to that's do. how my mom and i grew like my mom would be like oh yeah like this like, is hey, like man. my mom was total hippie but now oh fuck no you'd be like, was, who like the fuck five is that guys, yeah, yeah you'd be yeah, like yeah. put your windows up yeah because like now if like people go to a celebrity's house it's like very even if they're cool, like it's like, who the fuck are you? Right? Yeah. Probably exactly. because of shit like this. So yeah. after they shoot the first guy, um, Leslie's like, or Susan's like, this is gonna be good. So Tex tells Linda, wait in the car. Be our lookout. This could have been her whole saving ass grace, but she's still got, she still got off good on this whole sitch. Um, but yeah. Um, she sees, the kid in the car who got shot with his face blown off and they don't really do us a lot of favors in terms of protecting us from that. They fully show that. But here in like, she runs up to the house and I wrote, why did she do that? I think that she saw the face blown off and was like, I don't know what she was fucking expecting to like come upon upstairs. It was cause what she comes upon is so gruesome. And I, I don't know. Oh, I wrote this here. This is for the notes of this. I wrote, please remember that I am working with filling in the details off of memory and also 
Lifetime seems to have compacted a lot of the stories and actions and incidents into one hour and 27 minutes. And I'll do my best to elaborate on some of the stuff that I know that's not being explained properly in the movie, but I'm also only one woman. I can only do so much. I bleed for you people. Support the Patreon, patreon.com slash MMISWP. I'm kidding. I love doing this podcast, but also... I'm as attached to information as most of you are. I'm sad that I can't say that I won't be as thorough here as I like, but whatever. So anyway, I go on and on, but support my podcast. And also, I wish I could be better about this because I fucking care. Like, I care, but I can't do the movie and also this this week. I'm running an eBay store, shopslendermommy at gmail.com. So, and also writing. Okay, so listen. We hear a little bit of the murders from Linda's POV. There's yelling, glass smashing, people crying for help. They did a lot of, like, you never knew who was who, really. Because, like, it was, like, wigs sort of running by and then a body being taken down or something. Like, you never knew, like, oh, that's Sharon Tate being murdered. Right. It just was a grisly, gruesome scene. People running from other people with knives. The pool that I never, like, it. Because well, I think that's kind of where they found yeah. a bunch of the bikes. Because two people, Folger was one. Yeah. I don't know who, I think, uh, it wasn't what? Jay. Oh, um, oh, Fry, Fry, some, some They ran out of the house and Good they got them. chased. Down. Oh, they got killed on the lawn. Yeah, they got yeah. killed on the lawn. And I think that's what Linda saw. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because also, by the way, lawn is interpreted in so many ways in L.A. that it's not in most places, especially if you live on, like, a mountain. Like, to me, a lawn is, like, very, like, a lawn is the front. A lawn is flat. To yeah. a lot of people. And here, like, lawn could mean the three inches of grass next to it, a pool. It really is three inches of flat grass yeah. next to a pool. Yes. You're absolutely right. Okay. Although, so. there, the property was sprawling. One detail that always stuck out with me from when I read the book yeah. that is so creepy, he actually cut the text, cut the telephone lines. Yeah. Before they went in. And I remember there was like... That's the most sophisticated thing... At the time, yeah. ...that they did during this whole situation. Yeah. So he cut the telephone line. So they go in. I mean, can you imagine you're at this dope house in the Hollywood Hills, just chilling, being like, whoa, you made it. I'm fucking lucky as hell. I have... Or you know, you're born into wealth, and this is just a regular fucking yeah, night for you. Yeah, or you're born into wealth, and you're just popping over to your friend's house to have a glass of wine and whatever and these you know low lives show up these people lived in like the no fear zone where it's like i'm newly moneyed i've made it like who's gonna hurt me now yeah or like i've never been hurt like everything's always been taken care of for me like any sort of hurt that's happened has been like some sort of emotional slight or something. Yeah. This is like the last thing that these people in particular are expecting. Because I will say as a person who like has poor person mentality always and like is also like a worst case scenario person, like I always think someone's going to burst in and kill everyone. Like not in a way that I can't enjoy myself, but like, I wouldn't like, why would I think that I'm so lucky that wouldn't happen? I'm also so narcissist. I'm not so narcissistic that I think it will. Those are the people that drive me nuts that are like, "Mm, I don't want to get murdered. And it's like, honey, no one's going to murder you. Chill out. 
But I'm open to, I understand the concept. I don't think these people even thought about the, the fact mean, that they could get murdered. holy fuck. At what point did they, were they like, shit, I'm a goner. Right. Well, this is, right. And this is also like what I think was like a huge change for the way that people thought about like safety at home. Like this was one of the earlier sort of things where people were like, you could be anyone. Yeah, well, lock your door. I mean, like Richard Ramirez, like lock your doors. Don't leave your windows open because some sadistic fuck might come and get you and, you know, cut your nipples off. Well, I think... And torture you to death. <laughs> Absolutely cut your nipples off, which would actually... Oh, my God, that's like sounds so fucking painful. But um, the really interesting thing about the Manson crew was that it was non-discriminatory because, like, the LaBianca family, like, he was, like... Just, they just picked a house. He, they just picked a and house. And The creepy crawlers. Like, those were... Yeah. Yeah. So this is, like, it's strange because I think, you know, in a way, what this movie didn't, like, really explain was that he thought maybe Terry, the guy that was the Beach Boys producer, lived at this house. I don't know. And he in was this, mad. And yeah, he was and, in gonna, the, yeah. And in this movie, they kind of say, like, I don't know who lives there now, but that's their problem. Like, I don't think that's realistically how Charlie would have planned a thing. No, he wanted to kill someone specific. I would like to hurt the next tenant, please. So um, Linda's in the car, and they're all taking bumps, and she's just, like, going through it. She's the one who's really having a, you know, she understands it. She this. has a conscience. Yeah. The so, other people don't. Uh, a man is watching the news, eating dinner with a beer. So this is the LaBianca family. Um, okay. They were like, for I felt very sympathetic towards them when I read the book, in particular, like because they were not they were not famous. Like they had no connections to anything. Zero connection. I feel like they were lost a lot. Like again, I don't know why OJ is coming up for me, but like they're the Ron Goldman of this world. Where yeah. it's like these, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, we think of the Sharon Tate murders. We don't think of like this the Mansons were respectable for all, respect um responsible for all of this. Sorry guys. Sharon Tate, the actress. Sharon Tate, you hear that, Charlie? We're gonna be famous. The police searched the premises. There was no evidence of robbery, no suggestion of motive, and there are no suspects at this time. I wanted suspects. That was the whole point. How else are we gonna get Bobby out? You remembered to put the paw prints on the wall, right? To blame it on the Panthers? Um. It all happened so quickly, Charlie. You idiots. If you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. Tonight, no mistakes. And this time, there will be blood on these hands. Charlie, please don't make me. Let me do it. You said one day I could prove myself. Okay, so that's the deal. 
they wrote Helter Skelter on the wall, which the more I say it, I will say there's probably not a more painful couple of words for someone with severe vocal fry to say than Helter Skelter. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> it's like so dark. Um, but yeah, they're pissed that he, he just, he's pissed that they didn't do the paw. So that's why they have to go back for the LaBiancas. So they all get in the car and Charlie's like, I'm not fucking it up. I'm coming with you this time. You think he's going to get some skin in the game? Not dog. We see this man, like, drinking alone in his house. Obviously, like, he's a husband that this dinner has been left in the oven for him. Yeah, he's got his TV tray. Yeah, he's got his TV tray. He's, like, brewski. So, anyway, this man's wrapping up his miserable day, probably, by watching a miserable story. The silhouette of Charlie Manson's right behind him. So, let's uh, go into this. It's going to be a hog time moment. 117.36 to 120.28. People. I'm not a killer, man. I just want money. <laughs> See, we're all brothers in this world. We're all connected and we all help each other out. <laughs> so what do you think? Can you help out a brother? I... I've got some money in the den. That's good. You can have it all. <clears throat> My wife, asleep. You're gonna be okay, I promise. Please don't hurt her. Please. Lucky Linda gets to stay in the car. She's lucky she had that license renewed, honey. I feel bad for him. Dying's easy. Living, that's scary. You don't believe in dying, Charlie. Yeah. I wonder where Charlie is right now. Honestly, what if he's a new baby? Let's go. I know. Yikes. Scary to think about it. Well, I'm sure, you know, a psychopath is born every day. I mean, he could be Hitler. Yes. You know what I mean? He definitely has Hitler vibes. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I wrote in my notes after this. He's not even a good friend. He's a horrible I don't know friend. That is very stupid. <laughs> now, I'm going to admit, that's like top 10, like, dumbest conclusions I could have come to. But, like, I want you to know I watch these movies trying to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And I am disappointed whenever someone doesn't 
meet my standards. And Charles Manson did not meet my standards. No, He's not he even a doesn't. Good friend. You can't be a good friend if you only care about yourself. Or in like you fucking keep girls on a ranch and starve them with also kids and like I mean he didn't even know about the inner workings of that. I mean, how did he even know that Bobby or yeah, Bobby was taking too many peas? How did Charles even know how many peas there were? Like to the community. I think he eyeballed it. <laughs> you think he eyeballed the peas? Yeah, because I was going to say, like, for all they know, like, also, where was the freezer where they kept the peas? They're going to show. No, I think they gardened those peas themselves. Well, I mean, I don't know. There is a they gardening scene. Food. I yeah. I don't know for sure if we've done the gardening scene. We did. We I, did do We the did the gardening scene. scene. Okay. Where she so, sprays them down. There is no way that these girls were growing a bed of vegetables in the desert like that. That is gallons of water a day that they would need. You're right. That's a lot. Like, I'm afraid to have a vegetable garden at my house, and it's a fucking, um, what do they call it? A terrarium up here. Yeah. How how are you going to afford those veg? Can't. right. You can't afford the water. Um, Good point, So let's finish up with this last just one-minute clip. Second to last, 120.49 to 121.42. The Labiancas were found with their wrists bound behind their back. Multiple stab wounds were inflicted on their upper torso. I left a fork in his stomach. Just <laughs> right at him. <laughs> oh, the savagery of the crime has drawn an eerie comparison of the killing of Sharon Tate and her housemates on the evening of August 8th. <laughs> but LAPD homicide detectives reject any notion that the two events are in fact related. Oh, I put dots of pigs and blood on the wall. What do we have to do? I made a list. Paul Newman. Liz Taylor. Sandy Koufax. Who? Sandy Koufax. Bitches for the Dodgers. Mm. Sinatra. Walt Disney. Maybe even Elvis when he comes back into town. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna kill them all. Let's think about, like, what damage they could have really done. Like, if they were making a list of the most famous people in the world. Like, that would be like if someone shot Steve Jobs dead at 34. Oh, for sure. I mean... The potential impact... Well, I'm okay, I'm not comparing, like, Elvis to Steve Jobs, but I'm just at saying... At the time. I'm, yeah. You know, like, the doors. <laughs> the other thing is that I haven't talked about yet is I uh, recently read, uh, I think it was called The Last Love Song, and it's like a biography of Joan Didion. Oh. And, you know, she used to live off of Franklin. She used to hang out with, like, the doors and stuff. Yeah. And there is a story in where she talks about her friends who one of their friends saw Manson's people creepy crawling through his house. Really? Yeah, it's really creepy. And then she had a relationship with Linda. Yeah. Where she interviewed Linda because she was just very fascinated by the whole case. This woman had a relationship. Wait, what what is your relation to her again? Uh, Well, Joan Didion interviewed her. Oh, my God. She interviewed Linda Kasabian. And I think she wrote about her in her book, The White Album. But it's just fascinating because at the time... 
what Joan Didion was doing was hanging out with all of the celebrities. You know, her and her husband are, like, very notorious for being kind of fame fuckers. Yeah. And it was like, you know, who was popular back then? Jim Morrison from The Doors. Like it's Laurel Canyon. Yeah, all those people. And who would they have killed? It's just, it is interesting. Literally, like, if they let someone loose in Laurel Canyon during a certain time in America, our entire history would be different. Truly, like, our musical history would be totally yeah. different. Everyone. Yeah, everyone, I mean, they everyone. were partying with Janis Joplin. They were, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It is. It's weird to think about, well, like. Now so many people are famous. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like also nothing. Yeah. And yeah. also like given a platform and there's so many sh- like this is the time where like I don't know how many like actual viable records came out a year, but it probably couldn't have been more than like 300. Like there are like pretend- now we've got everything baby. Like yeah, it's totally right. different. Not if it's not different if you kill celebrities now, but like back then you weren't working with a lot, you know? Yeah, well, but yeah, was more action, it was just everything drive, was and... different back then. They didn't do contour or highlight back then. Like, which, by the way, we were better off for. I think so too. I think their look is so good. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I love agree. that. Minimal makeup. Like, by the way, natural beauty, true life. And also, like, foundation is not for day to day use, honey. Like, oh, in I my know. mind, I don't yeah. care what you do with your life, but like, just. For the audience, it's going to be like, you're like makeup shaming me. Um, not <laughs> like, but whatever. Um, not to makeup shame. I'm but also, again, try being anyone. over 40 because you can't really use concealer unless you're spotting it. On. Oh, you mean like for your under eyes? Yeah. You got to like only put it right here and here. I, what I'm saying is it was a different time. It was a different and time. And now we have all this craziness. It is wild. It's but, a wild ass time. But well, but you know, at the same time that you're asking the question, like, what if they murdered Elvis or you know whoever they just talked about? Well, it just makes like, me sick that they thought they could. Well, right, like, right. like what I'm saying is, what if they had their shit together? Because they got that done right. without having their shit together at all. No, that was like that. That was luck of the draw. That was like uh, they picked something out of a hat. Like really, the odds of them walking up on that many notables, who's who's, who's in the zoos. <laughs> yeah, uh, they the uh, like the odds of that are impossible. Like I don't think they could have gotten a more effective group in terms of like cross culturally hurting like. The fucking rich people community, the coffee community, the hairdressing community, like it fucking. They think the Labiancas. I'm not sure, but I feel like he was like owned a dry cleaning business. Yeah, like a regular dude. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think he and And his wife like back then wasn't Los Feliz, you know, like yeah, and also yeah, truly, and like I think that he might. I oddly, I think he might have been like an ex cop or something. Oh really? But that's not why. Like, right. he, I think that he did have something that I was like, oh, that could have been a motive, but it absolutely was not. It was just like picking where their house was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like Los Feliz back then was considered pretty dangerous. Like yeah. it was very much like 
Yeah, it's just like lets you know how and it was, fucking you know, gentrified LA. If is. you've ever seen like pictures of LA in the '60s, it's crazy. There's this wild Nancy Sinatra video where she's in, she's like singing a song, and she's in a hot air balloon, and she's flying over Hollywood, and it's and like it's underdeveloped, like green, and there's no houses. It's it's crazy. That and must I, have been Chevy at Hills, probably. I and mean, then, you know, it could have been and. And I've heard people talk, you know, who are, who've been, you know, living in L.A., like older people in their 70s and 80s who talk about like when you used to drive down Sunset and you were right. coming here, it was like a jungle. Like yeah. when you're coming in. I went to, um, oh, my God, what I don't even want to know if I want to say his name, but he was like a provocateur of like the 80s, 90s, 70s, 80s, 90s. He was a writer don't remember his name off the top of my head but I went to like his 90th birthday with my friend because his his high school friend had just made a documentary about him so like I was like his plus one to this thing and the entire room was filled with I mean I don't know if you would call them trans or m to f or drag or what it would be but it was like People of that 60, 70 year old range, and this is probably like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I remember meeting this woman that I did not know was in drag, I think, at the time or whatever that might have been. And I think that they probably wouldn't have even used our classifications at that time because these people were really fucking close to dying. Um, and I met this person, and they were so wonderful. And I took this picture of them and they looked amazing. And I said, where do I, where do I send this to? Do you have like a phone? And they gave me like blank, blank, blank sunset Boulevard. And I was like, you want me to like, okay. And I was like, and they were like blank, blank, blank sunset Boulevard. That's so cute. Because that was probably what it was, was like, Oh, 1150 Sunset Boulevard like I'll just come meet you there like that was you know when I came here that was definitely like we were still using like oh blah blah blah, North Bronson or whatever literally to be able to just tell someone at a party blank 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 and they're gonna send something to your house this is that time like exactly. these people were of that time and it was oh like, where do you so live I might just stop by stop by for the neighborhood you're in Bel Air you're in Beverly Hills mm. and like it was a very in like it was such a you know because where I'm from Massachusetts our old people and our well-to-do and our like secret society type people look very fucking different like it's a very different world in LA it was like so wild I wish I remembered this guy's name but also I'm kind of glad I don't but if you know who I'm talking about you know um anyway he was a writer so anyway um let's go to where we are now which is that we see Linda in a pink dress she's saying in her voiceover that she was terrified that the family was going to find her because they had made this clear to her we're everywhere baby We'll hear that one more time in a little bit. But she said that she went back to L.A. She had to get Tanya. So she's This only- is what I thought you were talking about before. Yes. This is when she actually oh. gets Tanya. Yeah. And she says she's only Except- 10 miles away from Spawn, which I guess makes me feel a lot better about the drunk driving. Also, there's <laughs> no way if Malibu police have her that she's anywhere near that. That would put her in Koreatown. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. 
But that's, I guess, also what another thing I was thinking when we were talking about the trees and all that. Like, I think it's four hours from Malibu to Palm Springs-ish. Like, because it is with traffic, even on a good day. But maybe this was a 30-minute venture back then. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe traffic wasn't bad For at all. For sure it didn't take people an hour to drive from Hollywood to Glendale back then. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you also came. I'm so sorry. You also no, came you know what? Saturday. It actually was totally – it was pretty chill. Can I tell you something? I'm, I'm not – I'm always like, okay – is this a $25 lift? Yes. No, I drove here. I hate Oh, lifts. you drove here? Oh, I thought you were I, taking oh, a lift. Oh, my no, God. Thank I God. I would never. I love I being ha- in a lift. I fucking hate car service. I love being in a lift for like 35 minutes to 40 minutes. That's truly Is that when you I get z- all your good ideas? That's when I zen. That's when no one's talking to me. I don't have this wagamuffin. What if like, they try to talk leg. to you? I feel like they always try to talk to me. You put the headphones in and you say, if you, I have, I have to listen to something for work. If you need me, yell. And like, that's it. And sometimes people don't get the hint. I actually had a, um, I had someone pick me up at Trader Joe's the other day, which by the way, I was so thrilled. I was like, oh my God, thank God that I don't have my license right now. Uh, For anyone, it's just, I don't have my California license. I don't. I didn't have my license taken away. I just have to take the test, and I fear tests. Um, oh, that's, I'll help you study. I help my will you neighbor help Nita study for it, and she passed. Okay, I would really appreciate that because mm-hmm. truly my fear is I'm very learning disabled. I went to a special class in the back of the room. I have, like, I cannot go to a driver's test and fail like, I'm 35. It would hurt too bad emotionally. Yeah. Like, I, well, because I also have to, like, I hate, I, like, I joined AAA just so I could not do other things. Like, I can't I do paperwork. You. I pay people to do everything for me. The only, can like, math-wise or whatever, that's the only thing I can't. I had to use a calculator to subtract 27 from 43 the other day. Am I proud of that? No. I have to do that too. I can't You're do okay. addition and subtraction. So when I do, I do worry about. And guess what? You can do life. Mm-hmm. So you're fine. Don't worry about it. I have to use the calculator too. But what if they too. put in tricks for dyslexics when it's like, oh, you, are you driving 35 miles an hour or 53? Yeah. Do you think they trick the dyslexics? I don't think, I think I can help you. Okay. I, I work in the schools. That is one thing I probably could help right. you do. If that's and I like, feel confident I yes. can help you do that. Okay, okay. Now we're getting the school element of this that I always Here wanted we are. for us. Um, so anyway, Tanya looks a lot older when we see her. And then we see Linda and Charlie, or I guess, no, it's Linda and Charlie. So Linda's having like a flashback or a daydream or something. We don't really know what it is. Of her and Tanya and Charlie at the beach. And then... Right as, like, she's, like, enjoying a moment of her bringing to the... I... Yeah. Unfortunately, because, like, on a computer, it's really hard to, like, readjust the Lifetime Movie Club, like, timeline. I accidentally had to watch this three times, and I was just, like, closing my eyes. 
Because it's a nightmare. Like, it's a trauma nightmare. This is the kind of thing that, like, if you've ever lived in, like, a split second makes a different situation, this is the sort of thing that, like, jerks you awake in your sleep. And it's like, if that one thing had gone differently, like, someone would have been dead or I'd be missing all my teeth or, like, I could have lost everything. Like, so... She jolts out of this. Thank God it's a nightmare. She wakes up. She's like, bah! And like right as she wakes up. Well, he's trying to drown her daughter. Oh, did I, I mean, not say that? So Charlie she plunges this baby's head, <laughs> Tanya's head, it's, into the oak. It's awful. And the way they filmed it, I guess the music. At least she died in Malibu in this dream, you know? Is that yes, not, and yeah. a deep lagoon where sharks like would eat her body. Malibu. It's not like fat. It's not like dying in Ibiza. But like, um, no, it's it's like it's honestly it's a nightmare situation. And this is another casting nightmare for them because Charlie looks like Bob, like in the water. So I was like, oh, maybe she's thinking. I know because they have to like get in on those baby blues and that freaky face to like yeah. really distinguish who's who. Yeah, because that brown hair. It's like this is a movie. Of I thought it was my brunette. husband, Robert Kasabian. So um, <laughs> the best part of this is like this is also so coming home, whether it be from Christmas break or leaving a cult. Like, you wake up and your mom's in your fucking shit. So let's play 122.40 to 126.28. This is, like, the whole... um, It's a little bit of a surprise that we find out Linda is actually going to confess to the cops. We think she's just running away from home. We're going to find out, you know, some stuff that happened with the court. We're going to wrap this baby up. I think you and I can, like, you know, teleplay this a little bit via mic. And then also... um, I got some updates. I got the update screen capped. Let's play this. You need to see this. They're under arrest. Hanson and the others. What? They charged him with seven counts of murder. A wandering band of members of a so-called religious cult has had three of its followers arrested in the investigation of the murder of Sharon Tate and six others. And the Los Angeles police said they would ask murder indictments against several others. Don't answer it. Why not? It could be them. Who? The family. Honey, they're in jail. They're everywhere. Mom, you don't understand. A pseudo-religious cult who called themselves the family. People who worked on the ranch said they were heavy drug users. Tony's asleep in my room. Where are you going? You heard what they said. Possibility of other arrests. No one mentioned your name. What if they do? What if Charlie or one of the girls tells them what I did? You didn't kill anyone. So what? I drove the car. I watched them. I watched them do it, and I never tried to stop them. I still don't understand how they made you do something so horrible. They didn't make me. No one did. You're a really good girl for Grandma, okay? I'll be back soon. I knew what we did was wrong. I needed to make it right by telling the truth. My daughter shouldn't be a fugitive for something she had nothing to do with. I was there. I saw it happen. I drove the car, and I did nothing to stop them. I'll do whatever you feel is necessary. 
Oh, this is a prosecutor's dream, honey. Vincent and I was, Bugliosi. Oh, Here I'd he be is. so happy to be a snitching ass hoe. I'd be up in there like, mm, and there was this, and then Don't there was this. I'd tell a Snickers, slender. like someone stole a Snickers. God knows I can't. I think you're asking the wrong person. Oh, no. I'm pretty certain I'm asking the right person. Here's an ex-con, a little nobody. How does a guy like that get all of you to do his bidding? Have you ever felt like a nobody? Sure. I mean, I suppose. I don't think that you have. I don't think you've ever wondered if anyone would really care if you just disappeared. What if someone finally made you feel like you mattered? Wouldn't you want that? Not enough to kill for it. Sometimes the only thing that makes sense is no sense. I want to read his book again. It says a lot about her mind state that she was able to... Okay, so here come the fucking ghouls of... With accents carved into their foreheads. Alinda! They are everywhere. (laughs) Freak. Yeah, you fucking got her. But that's like so 1970s, right? Oh, I would have taken offense to that two years ago. Like, I, no one likes that feeling. Like, I think a lot of people, especially the older you get, it's harder to relate to like how much isolation and being shunned by people that you had any respect for at one point is. Like, even if you don't like them anymore, like, that was scary to her, not just for, like, the death reasons. I'm going to fucking kill you. Do wonder how far she thought the Manson family really reached. Like, um, Suzanne, when she was saying that, it's like, girl, you don't even have internet. What, do you have flyers out? Like, whatever. Is there a zine? But I don't, I, yeah, I think it really, like, she came into her own, so to speak, with these women that were all so fucked up and like that really is mirroring a high school situation in more ways than most scenarios could. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, and, and the fact that she's like the only one, like she's probably sitting there going, God, like, am I fucking crazy? Like why? Yeah. How are they where they're at and I'm where I'm at? Yeah. And how are they in jail? But like, she also, this is the difference is that, she felt terrible. She went home. She She's caved. the only one who had remorse. She is like such a little Catholic girl, if I've ever seen one. Not meaning like Catholic literally. Like who knows what but she is. But just the Catholic guilt. She was raised with that, you know what? I probably did it. Just like me. Every time I go through TSA, I'm like, I probably do have a bomb. I probably do have heroin. I probably How would do I know have. if I didn't have one? Yeah. And by the way, why would I be like, why am I above having a bomb planted on me? Like, these are the thoughts that go through your head. And so, like, 
I do love that she was the first, even though she had nothing, she was the first to roll up and be like, yo, let me unload my conscience. I know I'll probably like be just as bad off as everyone else, but I want to tell you the truth. That is a prosecutor, like dream, a dream. That yeah. is like what you hope for. I mean, it is pretty amazing that she got off on all of that, that she got immunity for that because so easily, because I mean, at any point you drove the car, you, well, comparatively she stopped the LaBianca murders cause she'd already seen no, what it's happened like, at CLO drive. And that like, said, it's fucked like for a couple, like a couple reasons. Like, like the fact that she just totally gets off. Is it, is that fair? Right. And also like, she only, if she tattled, she only tattled on a bunch of losers who are probably going to get caught sooner rather than later anyway. Oh, so, yeah. So I why shouldn't she, she get off, right? She didn't ring Someone the alarm. Someone should. Right? They no. got arrested, and that's how she, like, came forward. So, by the way, though, how haunting was that? When her mom was, like, right up in her shit the second that she popped out of her dream. Like, I don't know... Like, if you go home. Yeah. But that is, like, always my reaction. I guess probably because I've lived away from home for so long. But, like, my mom will get right up in my shit when I wake up. And it might not be that much up in my shit, but it feels like but that's it. what it feels like, yeah. And then, Well, her reaction when she jumps out of the chair when the phone rings is palpable. Okay. Well, can I tell you some shit? This is actually, like, I was trying to figure out how to phrase this tweet today, but, like, I didn't know how to phrase it, so I just, like... Didn't tweet it. But, like, it's real. Okay. So I went to Trader Joe's. Sorry to keep talking about my Trader Joe's experience. I hope you got some peanut butter-filled pretzels. bought some produce and, like, whatever. Like, um, I was looking at the salmon fillets, okay? Uh And I'm just, like, kind of looking at them, but I'm also holding just, like, a little like basket because I don't I don't need the you whole thing. You don't do a cart. Also people with like the carts at Trader Joe's and also just like there's a lot of navel gazing at Trader Joe's. Like I I see it in the packaging. You want to just like space out and think about something while you're looking at like the Trader Giotto's logo and being like, well, it's so like fucking crazy. Like I like what are all the international names they have for Trader Joe's? Like you just space there. And I'm aware of that. So I try to be, like, brief with my spacing. So, But I'm looking at, like, um, how much weight of salmon I'm going to eat this week, realistically. And then all of a sudden, I hear, feel, like, the hot breath of a man, Ew. like, roll up behind me and, like, reach over me. Like, and he's totally wearing, like, um, it's a white T-shirt. It's, like, a white V-neck, but it's not... It's, like, a John Vervedos one. Like, it's, like, a, an expensive nice. white man's V-neck. A Howard Stern V-neck. A little, like... He's a little, like, uh, ripped, you know? And, like, he's got that salt and pepper look. And I was, like... <gasps> and I gasped, and I moved back. And he was... I was, like, oh, my God. And he was, like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was, like... Yeah, fucking apologize. But then, no, but then his, he's like, he realized it because I was like, oh, he maybe saw closer to what my POV was of him coming in hot. <laughs> but then his wife is at the fucking um, cart and she's like looking at this and she, as they walk away, she goes, what's with her? And I want to be like, girl, you know what's with me. 
Like, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, your creepy-ass fucking husband put his hot breath on my neck. Or even that. Like, not even that. It's like, you know what? Like, what I am is What's just with her? Someone. No, girl, that's your husband. Right. Well, like, there's that. But, like, also, like, mind all, like, his, you know, the other things about his, like, you know, the physical user or whatever. Like... You should know and understand and respect anytime a woman jumps away from something physical in fear. It's like that is not about her in a way that you can be like, what's with her? That's not that like ever. Like if someone's afraid of someone, it's because they're they've had yeah, people he, get in their space. That was a visceral reaction. Yeah. And How even, dare she? Yeah. And, but like whatever. It's just like it was so weird the way that that like hit me like and that. And also she's at Trader Joe's like with her dude. You can't go to the fucking grocery store by yourself. Yeah. It was like it was actually kind of sweet. Like I'm not going to say I hate them as a couple. I, I do. Will say that, I'll like, say it. I hated who I was in that situation with they that made you hate who you are that's shitty what's her problem well, no, that's really shitty your, okay well that like was sucked after the fact people get in your space all the time at the supermarket male female whatever people are so fucking rude at the supermarket everyone has their own agenda where some people like to like take it really slow i had when I was waiting for that bag of shrimp, we're eating shrimp tonight. It's delicious. I watched a couple argue for like 15 minutes and they were elderly and she was like putting stuff into a cart and like also had her water bottles for like the, it, in the California, we have like water machines. People don't have those everywhere where if you have like an empty bottle of water, whatever. So they had that and I'm like, okay, I can't speak to their situation. They are 50 years older than me. I'm going to just like chill and wait for my shrimp. There's that energy. I've also been at that Trader Joe's getting a kale Caesar, an organic kale Caesar, simple little box of salad, got one for myself, and then had some lady who felt very like um, very poor person's Miranda whatever from Devil's Prada, like very like just like she works somewhere, but like she feels a way about herself and she probably is rich, but she eats a salad every day. I took one. There's maybe 16 behind me and she looks to the store guy, like the guy that's like stocking produce as if they live the same life. And she looks at him and goes, well, should have gotten here earlier. Someone took all the good ones. And like, she's looking at me and I'm like, dog, like, so there's agendas everywhere we go. Uh, did you reach in the back and get like, you know, the most? No, <laughs> no, like not even like it was a, as if they live the same life. Well, Cause it's, it's true. I know. It's they, like, yeah. People need to fucking stop and think about who their audience is. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm yeah. so sure, like, woman in, like, the Burberry cashmere sweater that, like, you're, you arguing about salads that are there is relevant to this man that is probably just, like, trying to feed his fucking family. He doesn't care about you. And, like, you're also, like, trying to get a pre-made kale organic salad from, like, go to Whole Foods. Yeah. Like, go to Whole Foods where you don't you're belong to be. here. Yeah, you're not willing to scrap it up. By the way, don't make me feel fat for taking one salad. Like, I've never felt fat for taking a salad. 
Like, and that's how I felt. So funny, someone took all the gu- like. What? It was just like a yeah. It, but and like, you know what? This is a good conversation though, because it's a good time for me to think about my behavior at the grocery store. Because I feel yeah. like sometimes. I'm in there with a basket too, and maybe I get a little pushy. I need to relax because I'm in and out. I don't. Oh, I no, don't dawdle. I'm, I'm a. I'm. I'm a. Uh, well, that yeah. Then then there's that. Then there's the East Coast in me. That's like for thirteen I need years. My almond milk. All I've been thinking is hurry the fuck up. Don't you have somewhere to fucking be? Like I pulled off in a mountain of errands in Times Square one time. Then when I went back to the hotel room, I was like, I had like Walgreens. I had four new pairs of sunglasses. I had sneakers. I had a new outfit for the weekend. My friend was like, how'd you do that? I was like, you literally want to never know. Like you never want to know the part of me that got all of this done in an hour and 15 minutes in Times Square. But it got done. Molly on a mission. It was disgusting. Like people thought I was crazy because I probably was. But that said, nothing outside of your house is about you necessarily. Everyone's living in their own world. They're all just like in their own thing. But like, yo, if you see someone flinch, man, like. Because your boyfriend got in her space. Or even no matter what, if you see a human out flinching in public at like a daily reaction, like if I see someone wave at me and like they're not in my clear vision, I've, I'll like yell. I'll be like, ah, like I actually have a real moment. And it's like, I hate that about myself. Like I hate living like that. This is like so, this is like such a different episode of Emma. I'm like, I'm traumatized, guys. Anyway, <laughs> um, like literally, don't but you're not me talking gonna, about the Patreon in the it, episode where I'm like, I have PTSD. Is anyone going to be able to talk you into murdering? No. I mean, no, I think about it, though. I mean, well, like, Again, I'm more you, likely yeah. to kill myself like than I would ever double their age, else. though. That's what's mind-boggling. Well, that's the, the sad thing about this is because, like, when I was watching those partay scenes, I was like... What was I doing when I was 16? No, like, well, I was just even thinking, like, this is in my 20s. Like, this is what I dreamed. Like, maybe not the extent. Like, I didn't, like, fuck with any psychedelics, really, until, like... Recently. Yeah, like, well, no, like, until, like, I was just, like, oh, like, I don't, like... Yeah, like, I would just... By the way, you guys... (laughs) Do not ever buy... Like, and this isn't a lesson I've learned. PSA. Have I said this too many times on this podcast, Sammy? Don't ever fucking take drugs from someone you don't know anymore. It's fucking fentanyls and everything. Oh, my God. You're going to fucking die. Just think of it that way. There's a dilemma in America. And everyone's going to know. Suicide rates. You were doing fentanyl at your house. You OD'd. Yeah. People, like, that's the worst thing is, like, people don't, it's like, it's. It's cheap to put it into drugs. Shauna would be devastated. Oh, like, I can't even imagine. Like, yeah. well, no. Like, first of all, I just would never. No, I'm. Anyway, my point in all of this is to say that, like, I all believe, of it has I stuff believe cut in up grown in up psychedelics now, right? Like, if I was 24, 25, living alone in LA, like, on my own for four years, totally broke. If I had started doing psychedelics at that point, who knows who I would have been as a person? Um, 
now like I'll do mushrooms like once every three months or something max usually at a concert sometimes alone but like then I'll go a year without doing it but the dope part is it's like it's a valuable experience if I yeah. was living in that if you do mushrooms like and if you're doing LSD well they're doing LSD, like I've Ken not, Casey's LSD I've never done like acid like that freaks me the fuck out I it's haven't done acid. I've done acid not in oh my god not since college but yeah it makes your brain just like they need to rebrand acid for sure i guess people just call it there's like some really good acid out there like the real pure stuff yeah i have like friends that are like um they literally go to like chemists for it like they get the purest shit Ugh, I I'm really want to like, do whatever. ayahuasca. But like, oh my god, I have no desire to do ayahuasca. Well, like I'm pretty comfortable throwing up. Like it's just like that's my body's natural response during like nervousness. Like you're like I, a cat. Like yeah, if I'm if Wags, do you like to puke too? Does Wags puke like? Well, Wags puke is cat sized. Yeah, his first friends were cats. Um, so cute. I love where this is going. Um, I mean, all right. where are so we? So wait a minute. So I'm just saying that like I I can see, yes, don't take any drugs. Fentanyl. Wags is great. I'm going to up, but like, yes, I'm not going to kill anyone. I would probably hurt myself before I would ever hurt anyone else. But this brings me back to my original Jody Arias ass point, which is like, when crazy fucks with crazy or when sane fucks with crazy, when crazy is acknowledged and in the game, you got to walk away unless you are also crazy. Well, cra- yeah, because crazy is like you can breed it. But then at, at a certain point, then once you've been like, I don't know, like I think these girls are victims of Charles Manson, too. I definitely think they're victims. It's sad. They're still crazy. And it's kind of sad because there's not... They're like 75. Like People yeah. are keeping him in prison at this point to make a point. As, and if, like, as if, like, you know, it's so crazy that people don't realize how um, tender things are. How, how things could change in a second for people. And they're like, oh, that never would have happened to me. It's like, go fuck yourself. Right. Like, like, it could have so easily happened to you. It's kind of like... These people, like, didn't people even who have don't, fucking MySpace. They had nothing. They had no computer. Like, go back to your childhood of the most They didn't get to boring. read about anything. You know what I was thinking about when I was watching, too? Is like, God, what kind of STDs went around? Did they get their medical care Can't stop for that? Thinking about that? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's incredible because this was, like, free love. And so in the States, like, and in, in the world at this point, this is pre-AIDS. Yeah, but they're probably all passing gonorrhea. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I just will say that, like, one very attractive thing of this time period to me is to live pre-AIDS because, like, I've never not known about AIDS. Well, maybe, like, I think when I was, like, four, I found out about it because, like, it would be, like, start showing up and, like, life goes on. Right. Had AIDS. Like, my mom took me to see Philadelphia, which, like, I interpreted completely wrong. Um, it, yes, when I was like seven, BTW, crazy. Um, but I will say the wackest thing in this entire movie 
is Linda's last like big line, which is sometimes the only thing that makes sense is no sense. That's like a Tumblr quote. Yeah, yeah. That's like they That's like uh words of wisdom, not Yeah, it's like it was it's like a note. Like it's like definitely like a note that was given that was like we need a final line from Linda that like drives home like what happened right, but and other in that than case that, it's not bad but it's yeah. just um this movie like it deserved more than that i feel like than that line but like well yeah because her other voiceovers were so much better oh, than no, that. that was her and her testimony was oh. saying the only thing that makes sense is yeah like mm. oh. but like i've definitely i definitely i like wonder where they got that. some of the other vo's for her if they like took those from well yeah I, I guess also one other thing that i never think about enough with like vo's and movie is that you can change them up until last minute like yeah. that's so cool like I and mean, yeah. that's like another do you like, think because those were good so her testimony do you think that's actual testimony? no i think that like i think that she was just, no i don't think that's actual testimony i think that like basically they the people who made the movie needed the Had movie to end, to end with her saying something that redeemed her act which was irredeemable so right. it makes yeah the only thing that makes sense is something that make you know what i like eh, whatever it's a very good movie good for her i mean this is great so we find out linda kasabian was granted full immunity in exchange for her testimony she and tanya live under assumed names in the pacific northwest die for that susan susan atkins died from a brain uh sorry susan atkins died from brain cancer in prison in 2009 leslie van hooten Patricia Krenwinkel, Bobby Beausoleil. Bobby Beausoleil. Bobby Beausoleil? Is that his last name? That's fucking hot. Beausoleil. Yeah. Well, what are they doing now? Bobby still in prison, right? Where are you at, boy? Where's Tex? Tex Watson and Charles Manson remain in prison serving life sentences. And true life. Charles has died. I tweeted this like when he died. I actually was like when Charles Manson died, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I never thought it would happen in my lifetime. Like the way that I don't think like I can't really think about Oprah dying in my time. Oh, yeah, that's tough. You know, like I'm like, oh, well, I'll never like. Like, wags have accepted. I can't accept it. But, like, I know <sighs> I'm Tragic. probably not dying in the next eight years, hopefully. Um, but, like, I could die before Oprah. When Charles Manson died, like, when I was their age in this, like, 16 to 20, 22. No. Once I, when I was 16, no, I thought I would be, like, a nun. Um, but, like, when I was, like... 22 23 24 out here by myself i could not imagine myself living past like 45 not even because like i had reasons that i was like actively going to die like i just it just wasn't in your wheelhouse like yeah it was like like, oh "Oh, i'm like i'll probably be like 27 club like i'll probably like fucking drop dead at 30 like i don't know like i just couldn't imagine what it would ever look like yeah that's so interesting it is weird to think about your own mortality. I always thought I'd be really old. So, like, well, I'm like, going to live till I'm 93. Girls, like, 
Yeah, like when I see these girls like fucking blowing through their youth like that, I'm like, I get it. Like, you know, Leslie Van Houten still looks good. Like, I mean, she, yeah. I mean, she looks pretty. And when I saw an interview with her, which you can YouTube that shit, mm-hmm. I mean, she is so repentant. And it is yeah. so sad that she got mixed up with such like a rough group of people and it had to go down this way. They're it's very, just, be- like, everyone's very fucking believable like you there's not one of them that you're like "Mm." I felt like maybe I felt that but now I know like everything was fed to me through like a current affair like during a certain yeah and they're like this person is bad because but you almost can have like empathy for almost anyone except for Charlie Manson yeah I don't have empathy for him people are like horned up on Ted Bundy Oh God! I mean, I am. I do. I'm excited for that Zac Efron movie. I'm pretty. I didn't know anything about him really um, before a little bit of that. Was- They've just been doing all these like HLN documentaries on that mm. and the Golden State Killer, and they're good. They're good. They're really good. So wait, Suze, can I ask you a question? Sure. What is your favorite movie of all time? Best start to finish, like well made. You love oh. it. Pulls at something in you, speaks to your soul. Don't overthink it. Like I'm not gonna overthink it, but a movie that really spoke to my soul, and it's gonna sound really fucked up when I tell you, but it's because I think we're talking about murder stuff. Don't even worry. Natural born killers. Oh, that's I that's a great one. It's such a um it's such a story about media and society yeah. and it was so ahead of its time. Like now if you watch it, you're like, yeah, I get it. And the way they use the colors and stuff in that movie, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's, I mean, it's fucked up, but it's a cool movie. Seven is like my top three. Oh like, God, that movie. And Silence of the Lambs. Like I'm fu- like, I actually, yeah, I thought I hated like horror. Like, no, bring me to a thriller. Like put me at, the yeah. movie is Speed 1 every single day in the theater. That would be my Groundhog's Day to die for. If I could go to see Speed for the first time every day for like the rest of my life. Like I'd never try and lift that curse. I like Hamlet 2 for a comedy. Hamlet? Hamlet 2. Have oh, you seen Hamlet 2? No, but I'm like, are you? I was like, oh. Girl, you got a DVD like, player. It's a comedy starring Steve Coogan. Is it a pig? Starring Steve Coogan. It's not like a it's not like a children's cartoon parody of Hamlet. No. But like starring a pig. No, it's about like high school kids putting on Oh wait a, a minute. Play called I'm Hamlet so too. Sorry. Actually, you know what? You know I know this exa- movie? I know exactly I smoked so much pot in that in that era of my life. I think we all did. Like, By the I way, that's remember. a good movie. I haven't fucking seen that in like years. I have like, the I saw, DVD. Oh God, that was like a very good movie. That's a, that would be like I could watch that over and over. And we're talking about movies you want to watch over and over again, right? No, that's a good one. Actually, I'm going to watch that tonight. You're going to love it. Um, I am very excited for this. Okay, we're going to go one to five on each one. One is like the most like natural born killers, and five is like the most like the most lifetimey lifetime movie ever. Okay. I don't know how well this will score, except I know it's not a lot like Natural Born Killers. So like a real movie, like a fucking like Lee Daniels, the butler um, or something starring Juno Temple. 
Pull up your bingo boards, everyone. Okay, so on a scale of... Oh, my God. Of like, Juno Temple, do you who love is her? so great, and she's in Dirty John. She's my favorite actress. And she's amazing in it with that other girl. I think her name's Julia something, and I she's on The it. Americans. you got to watch it. Okay, go on. Okay. I know. Everyone's mad at me as a, Cause if a you JT love stan. Juno. No, she's my favorite. I know. I also, like... Mm-hmm don't know what I've been watching, but I haven't watched any of my favorite shows for like months. Like, I think I'm just market saturated and and you're over it. Yeah, whatever. Okay. So is this a real movie or a lifetime movie on a scale one to five for the acting? Uh, Charlie was really bad. Yeah, he was bad. The girls were really good. Susan was good. The girls were really good. Susie was good. I felt Linda was good. Um, I mean, you know I love Bob Kasabian. That's yeah. like my husband. Hit me up, Bob. So real movie is one? Sorry, I already forgot. A real movie is one and a not real movie is five. I mean, okay. I think we can give it like a three. two. A three? Okay, let's, yeah. let's go hard. I mean, maybe I'm over. Believability of the world and characters. I mean, this is a fucking true movie. There is a little fudging here that I feel is unbelievable. Like the stealing of the money, the way that all rolled out, the fact that she just got Tanya back because she showed up to the police yeah, station. Yeah, Like there's some, the, the way that she sort of like walked into the end part of it, as well as the way that she sort of rolled up to the situation and within three weeks or something robbed her boyfriend that somehow made... Like $5,000, a.k.a. $35,000 in like a couple months. Hmm. I don't know. So like, I, I'm going to give it like, do you want to give it like a 2? Yeah. 2.5? Yeah, 2.5. 2. 5. Okay. <laughs> Creative use of words to avoid censorship. So they never really swore at all in this movie, but it felt very violent to me. And dirty. Truly. I want to give this like a 4, because I feel like they... Yeah, I think they did a lot of physical shit that made up. I don't know. Like, how this movie was filthy to me, though. Yes. It was filthy. Okay, dialogue. I mean, I've never been in a cult. So, like, that, like that's yeah. one thing they can't... It, duh, but, but like you said, some of that Charlie stuff was over the top. You're like, he's so obvious. When he's literally dressed like Jesus. Or also even just... Yeah, okay, so... But I also would like to think that he was that brash. And, and everyone what, else just like went for it. Yeah. Like if you're all. Do you think in, he had them all digmatized? Maybe. But I mean. Yeah. I don't You know, have to if you're going to talk like that. But I feel like that's like. That's what they. You always hear about these guys is like they start out like super horny and they're like fucking everyone in the cult. And then they just like start to withdraw the dick one day and no one knows what's happening. And, like, that's what, I mean, it's crazy. I would just, I... I would say most of the dialogue actually was pretty... It was pretty good. Yeah. Like, let's give it a two. Okay. Wardrobe. I thought the wardrobe was great. Great. Makeup was great. Loved all of that. And look how pretty those girls look. Yeah, Everyone let's give wardrobe and hair and makeup. makeup. Well, wait. Let, this is not a fucking Oscar-winning movie. Sorry. We're giving each... Wardrobe and hair and makeup are each getting two. Okay. But music, like, this is a one. <laughs> they fucking banged that out. 
For a Lifetime movie. Yeah, that's a fucking one. Yeah. Like, that's, like, not bad for, like, a Farrelly Brothers movie. Like, that's, like, a good, that's a good soundtrack. You're right. You're right. Crying. Now, the way that I feel like we can show up in crying is, like, Charlie's, well, everyone's actually, like, you know, just, like, going all the way. Zero to 100, like, reactions that they had. This happened constantly throughout the movie, and it was always ridiculous when it happened. For me, this is like a four, especially with Charlie. Like, it was the we can make our own album moment. Oh, yeah. Let's give it a four. Yeah. Victimization of the female character. I don't think enough. Like, this is like a three. Like, you're asking an audience to be sympathetic with someone that, like, a lot of people are not. Oh yeah, I mean, we honestly we're like the most. Yeah, people are were like furious about like the Michelle Carter, the Bella Thorne, like texting Massachusetts teen movie. People were furious about that because it was like, how dare you like portray her in a sympathetic light? And that is so much lighter than this. Lifetime, I will say, to my like delight, will sympathize with a villain. Um. But victim, I mean, this is a three. Like, they didn't fucking nothing. Like, barely nothing. Yeah. They I felt didn't worse do for it. Tanya. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, my God. Failure and/or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion. I mean, there. this is a four, I think. Right? Yeah. Because also, like, they prolonged it in the, or they, like, made it worse in the movie. Okay. Um, dropped plot lines. Nothing really. I mean, we didn't really find out. Like, we didn't see any of the Charlie part. It was hard to know what was going on, but luckily we all know what's going on because we know, because it's such a famous case. We both read, like, Helter Skelter. They also made it about, like, the Lost Girls. Like, it's like, this is, like, their version, their nightmare version of, like, the movie Girls Trip. Like, it's, like, very, like, do you know what What I mean? What happens, girls? all these girls, girls get together. Girls getting, getting and it's taken advantage of. Fucking nightmare. Like, it's like a very, yeah. Um, there's no drop plot lines, really. Let's just, like, give it a four. It's There's some weirdness, but no, actually, yeah, let's give it a four. Font. I didn't really see a font. Me either. God, two. Okay. Give it a two. Like, or no, a one. It was just, like, the orgy scene. It's really the only font. Okay. Do you feel like we came to this? these conclusions together yeah okay do you feel like i bullied you no okay do you feel good about this this flow yeah okay this is fun i feel like this was a very good movie for us you and i are the same like similar in the sense that like we have empathy i hope people i hope people don't listen i mean anyone who's listening to this has already heard me say that i think jody Harris should be like let out of jail so um, they know. Um, you should write her in prison. She can't take mail right now because she has a library job. Yeah. 32.5. 32.5. Okay. Literally, like, much better. Well, this is good for a very good movie. Like, this is good on our lifetime scale. But it's also, like... Yeah, it's not as good as I thought it could, like, as it could have been. And this is right. And do you want to know why I feel comfortable with this? 
everyone in this movie's kid is famous. And like that's Yeah. Then there you go. That's yeah. the big difference too. Yeah, that is the big difference. Oh my difference. god, that sounded so bitter. Wait, did that sound crazy? No. I totally agreed with it. I'm like, I yeah, like, I get yeah, that. I feel like everyone would agree with that pretty much. Um, I mean as long as Bob Kasabian's on board with me, then I don't give a shit. Hey, Bob Kasabian. Wait, there's a little dialogue that's written out, and it says, um, involvement in the Tate-LaBianca murders. And it's a questioning that she had. That night, Manson and Kasabian had sexual relations in Spawn Cave. Through, uh, She thought that Manson could see right through her and that he was perceptive of her issues with her stepfather and her feelings of being, quote-unquote, disposable to the people in her life and to the world in general. As recorded in her trial testimony, question, what's, <laughs> what conversation do you have with Mr. Manson while you were making love? I don't recall. The, enchi- in the entire conversation, he told me I had a father hang-up. Did this impress you when he said you had a father hang-up? Very much so. Why? Because nobody ever said that to me, and I do have a father hang up. I hated my stepfather. I rest my case, Your Honor. Um, I love doing that, that with you. That. Yeah. Will you come back and do more movies with me? Of course. This I love so that fun. you're like a grounded person, but also that you have like empathy and you're Bob. Thank you. This was a pleasure. Do you want people to find you on the internet? Uh, or is there I mean, anything is there I'm like, not afraid for them to find me. I just don't like promote myself. Okay. Like, Do you have anything like um that you love that people should look at? Not that I can think of. Like a GoFundMe. Do you have like a GoFundMe you want to push? Don't get me in a like a <laughs> LOL. Scam. Oh my no. god. Um, <laughs> coincidentally enough, uh a young young man um who is been walking himself to and from school because he's an orphan uh, for for five years has been hitting my driveway and there's a GoFundMe. Why is you so cute? Oh, oh my, my god. god. He is so cute. Wait, if he wasn't sleeping on two packs of cigarettes, I would totally really take a picture of this. I can Thank you so much for listening, you. you guys. I love you. Um, don't donate to my fake GoFundMe and I hope that you oh my god I hope that you have a cute dog too bye Thank you so much for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.